Hi everyone, thank you for joining me today. Um, I'm doing another podcast as, like I always say, life gets in the way and I'm unable to do it live with you. But thank you so much for for joining me and listening in. Um, I just wanted to say I woke up this morning after doing my show on this Saturday and I had a lovely message from a lady uh, just giving me some feedback, really, how my show on Saturday, it was actually manifesting manifest your soulmate. And it was so nice because, bless her heart, she um, uh, gave me a beautiful message just saying how much it resonated with her, my show, how much she had enjoyed the show and and that it will help her. And, you know, that's that's all... I like to do is to help people in any way I can. Um, in my last podcast I did, I was kind of saying that, that I was talking about my own life experiences, things that I'd gone through myself. Um, you know, and if I can help people, even get people to look at situations in a different way. Um, and my last podcast was, you know, kind of the bullying and family issues and not feeding into dramas and things, you know, because it makes can make life a lot more difficult. And if you can just look at these situations as a some of them as other people's problems and not your issues, but and you know, the the drama, you're not feeding into their role play of drama, but also lessons to yourself. But it was so lovely to have this message uh, from this lady. So I really appreciate it, guys. Any feedback I get, um, especially when it's good feedback, I, I'm very grateful. I'm lucky I don't get a lot of, um, I don't really get bad feedback, which is good. But, uh, you know, I have had one or two and uh, I just don't read them. Like I say, you can only be bullied if you, well, trolled in a sense, if you want to be. I just, you know, don't, I'm not interested in that. It's all a load of rubbish anyway. But wow, it's a very hot day, uh, a beautiful day in London, guys. Um, it's a Monday morning, actually. And like I say, thank you for joining me. And I couldn't I couldn't go live for, for all different reasons um, because life does get in the way sometimes. And my show producer, bless her, she's uh, more than entitled to a holiday. And um, she hasn't had a holiday in over a year. And, uh, you know, she's been there to do every single show of mine, which I'm very grateful for, bless her. But, you know, it's, it's time for her to have some time off too. And I've always got, this sounds funny, but life's busy for us all. But uh, there's always stuff to be getting on with. And uh, I am trying to change my life around at the moment. There is a lot of change coming in my life because I tell you, all I keep seeing is the numbers 555 the number sequences. Um, you know, I, I always like talking about angel signs, but number sequences is a very good way of your angels trying to communicate with you. And I do, if you if you follow me on social media, uh, like Instagram, I'm always like putting up different things about angels. Um, I do other stuff as well, but um, I really feel that I do, I was put on this earth to help awaken people to working with their guardian angels and the archangels um they are different there's different level of of angels um which i don't really want to confuse you about right at this moment in time um but you know when you do start working with your angels guys you know your life is just endless of possibilities the things they do for me is just amazing um and I've had physical angels. I've had um, situations where I've really needed. Do you know what? I'm going to tell you a story, actually, because I, I mean, I don't fully know what I would speak about this morning on my podcast because I do like to flow and I feel spirit always give me, channel me on what I should speak about. But I want to give you a laugh because, you know, everything with spirituality can't get me words out um doesn't have to be serious now I belong to a bank like all of us do this is actually a um it's called the Halifax Bank of Scotland actually but they're also owned by Halifax and I belong to the Bank of Scotland but when I come to England it's Halifax okay 
So anyway, I belong to this bank. Well, I am not kidding you. Every time I go in this bank, I have an angel encounter. I'm not joking. And I don't know what their issue is with the Halifax in St Albans because it's got to be, it's always St Albans, Halifax. It's never any other bank, Halifax. I can go in other branches. I never have a, a, a situation. Well, the last time I went into Halifax, I was trying to pay money in through the machine, okay? And this bloody machine excuse the pun, kept spitting out all this money. And I thought, whatever's going on? The notes are straight, all the corners are down. And it was so weird. It wasn't taking this money. And I was getting really frustrated. I was like, for fig's sake, you know, it's like really annoying. Well, anyway, finally, this money went in. I was just putting it, spitting it out, I was putting it back, spitting it out, putting it back. Anyway, you get the idea, yeah? Well, with that, a lady came in, an Asian lady, sorry to generalise, okay, but a beautiful Asian lady came in, um, well turned out, well dressed, she looked like she worked in an office, she had a bag, and she went to a cash point machine, and she was like, looking like, I don't know, she went to put her pin in, you know, and she would look like really wary, like she didn't want to put a pin in, and I'm thinking... Why is she being like this? Because I wouldn't want to look at a pin, you know. She's quite away from me anyway, guys. Well, anyway, cut a long story a bit shorter. She goes, does does what she's doing. I'm still trying to feed this stupid flipping money in, which at this point I've kind of thanked the Lord, I'm thinking. It's accepted my notes. I think I was only putting in about £200. It wasn't even like a mass of notes. Anyway. I'm thinking, next minute, it's finally taken it. I'm like flipping hooray. So it asked me if I want a receipt. And I'm thinking, yeah, let's have a receipt. So I pressed it. And next minute, this lady, right, all I'm hearing is this beep, 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 noise. And I'm thinking, what the heck's this? Because you remember, guys, I've been concentrating after noticing this lady, like, I don't know, she's a bit shifty of not wanting me to see what she was doing, which is absolutely fine. And I kind of read her energy and thought she was making a bit of a deal of it. And then I got stuck in trying to pay this money in this flipping machine. Anyway, there's this money sticking out of the tiller, you know, the cash point thing. So the lady's like, put her... her she's done her pin, done what she's done, and she's left the money in the thing. She's left the money. So it's going beep, 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 beep. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, how could that lady walk out without taking her money? So I got this voice, uh, which I get lots of voices, but I got this voice and it said, take it. And I'm stood in the bank thinking, I can't take that money. And they said, take it. The angel, the voice said, take it. We want you to have it. So I walked to the teller machine because it's making that much flipping noise of beeping. And that was £20. And the voice said to me, now go and buy that play suit you wanted. And I'm like, ah! <laughs> go to New Look, it's a ladies fashion shop here, and go and get that play suit you wanted. And I'm like, oh my Lord, thank you so much. So I went and got it. So I, went, I did, I went and got it. Um... And the other story I want to tell you about in the Halifax, in St Albans, in Hertfordshire, in England, was I went in there, this flipping machine, me and this machine, I tell you, it wasn't working this day. So I couldn't just be quick and pay in. I had to wait in line to, 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 to see a human, you know. So there I am waiting in line thinking, oh dear, I've got better things to be doing because everything seems to be taking forever. You know, there was two cashiers, but it was taking forever. Anyway, next minute, this guy rocks up and he says, hiya. I went, oh, hello. He looked like a new age traveller, if you know what that means. Um, he looked quite an earthy person, you know, he kind of had a really multicoloured jumper on and actually he had like a, um, like a skull cap on, what I call them, quite tight fit into the head and it was the same kind of colours as his jumper and he was really bright and colourful and he had 
the first thing I noticed was the bag on his back. See, I always notice the bags, ladies and gentlemen, and I'll tell you about that in a minute. So he look he looks at me and he says, Do you cook? And I said, Not enough, no. Because <laughs> I don't I don't have time to cook. That was my excuse. In fact, cooking, I don't like cooking for myself, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I, I get bored with that. I am quite a lazy cook in that respect. I do, you know what I mean? I, I do feel a, get a bit bored of, of just cooking for me. So I had only been thinking about two weeks previous, not even that, of I ne was wanting a... Um, because I've gone more vegetarian these days. I've never eaten meat anyway, like pig, cow, lamb. I can do bird. Like, I don't mind duck, I don't mind chicken, uh, but I really can't do more of the beast, the animal thing. And um, he said, um, so anyway, he said, you cook. And it was so random. I'd never met the man before in my life. And I said, um, not, you know, like I said, I said, no, not enough. And he said, I want you to have this. So at that point, I'm thinking, this guy's an angel because I noticed the bag. And they always carry bags, ladies and gentlemen. They always carry bags. So he said, I want you to have this. And I said, oh. So he gave me this lovely, like, small-handed cookbook, right? And it was all, like, vegetarian and my favourite kind of food, which is, like, um, Indian food, like spiced food. It doesn't have to be hot, but just spicy, tasty, you know. Um, and yeah, he produced this book to me. And I said to him, oh, I can't possibly not give you anything for it. He wasn't asking anything for it. And he had this real glint in his eye. And I, all I could hear was in my head, like spiritually, was he's an angel, Susie. He's an angel, Susie. And that's what they were saying to me. And I'm like, oh, okay. Not a problem, not a problem. So I said, look, I've got, I can't just accept this book without giving you something for it. So I gave him all the money I had on me, literally. I think it was about a fiver. But he looked me straight in the eye and he said, thank you very much, because that means I can have another book now for someone else. And I said, that's a real pleasure of you to give me that. Thank you very much. Well, at that point, it was my turn to be served. And he didn't speak to anyone else. He didn't speak to the lady um, behind him or anything like that. And then he ended up being served next to me, and I got put my money put my money in because his flipping machine wasn't working. And then I said goodbye. I said, "Oh, bye." Well, I went out and I thought, "Oh, I'll stand. I'll stand outside." And I was looking at the book, and I thought, "Oh, I'll just wait for him to come out." And I'll um, just kind of thank him again. Well, he never came out. He never came out that shop. He never came out the Halifax. And I was waiting for ages. And the funny thing was, Spirit was saying to me, he's not coming out. He didn't have an appointment. He was just doing what he was doing at the thing. And they said, he's not going to come out. He said, just, just, he was an angel. Just leave it as it is. Just leave it. So that was the second time. Um, and it just feels like every time I go in there, I have an angel experience because the thing with the girl, I know she was an angel and I always it's always like rucksack bags they have. Now, I want to tell you of an experience. I've actually written about this. This is in a book. Um, but... I just want to tell you about this one as well. It, I was living in Scotland. It was a flipping miserable day. I was going through a real pants time in my life. Life wasn't particularly good for me. I was with an alcoholic partner and me being me and most light workers, I always think we, you know, kind of put our own happiness aside to help others and you know you seem to think that you're a fixer of all and you can make things better for people but the one thing I learned with that is they've got to want to help themselves in the first place but that's a different story um and I was in 
I was in not a great place in in my life and you know it, it wasn't great I was bloody miserable to be fair um because I wasn't walking walking in my in my power I wasn't walking in my light you know and anyway it was a cold dark miserable winter morning and it, I opened the shop up I was always worked on a Wednesday in this barber shop on my own and uh, I opened the, sh opened the shop like any other Wednesday morning and set up and just waited for someone to come in. And this guy came in and he was like, morning. I was like, oh, hi. Uh, I'm always very jovial, very polite, even though if I, you know, <laughs> don't always want to be or I don't always feel it. Um, and uh, I invited him over to my seat and I sat him in the seat and I put my gown around him and we discussed how I wanted his hair done and he started the conversation with me of do you believe in angels and I said yes I've worked with you know like yes I, I do believe in angels I wasn't actually working with angels like I do now um, but I did know my guardian angel and I was working with him but not to the level I am now I wasn't, my personal life at that point, if, as you can kind of get the gist, was kind of over, overriding everything else in my life. It was consuming me, his crap, excuse Um, So he said to me, um, the conversation went, he said like this, he said, oh, um, you're very sought after. And I said, really? He said, yeah. He said, the angels really love you. And I said, oh, that is lovely. You know, it's such a wonderful thing to be told, guys. And he said, they're there for you. And I said, yeah, I know that. I know they're there for you. And he said, no, they're really there for you. He said, you've just got to, to work with them to ask for their help. And you're not doing that. And he said, if you did, your your life would be abundant. And I'm like, you see... I know this is a weird thing to say, but I am a very stubborn person and that isn't a good thing. That has hampered me in my life because I'm stubborn. And for some reason, with the stubbornness and the immaturity, I've seemed to have liked to sit in my own poop because of those two factors. That's not good. No one should be doing that. I should be not brave enough, but mature enough to go, well, actually, I'm not happy there's I can I can have help it's being offered I'm just not taking it and you know my life I, I chose guys to take the hard path many times in my life because I'm an idiot but it's a lesson to be learned you know and believe me I've learned that lesson because why would anyone in the right frame of mind want to sit in their own poop and make their life awkward for themselves why why would you but I did. So this beautiful, what I didn't realise was an angel at this particular time of the conversation, said to me that you're loved, you're very sought after, but you need to ask for their help. And in a way, he, the way he did it, he was, I was getting a telling off. Um, and that was absolutely fine. And at that point, he, um, I started getting from my angel, my spirit guides, he's an angel, he's an angel, he's an angel. That's all they kept saying to me the whole time then. And um, he, ba yeah, that's what he basically said, that he was the messenger. He basically said to me, you know, you are loved, you're cherished by the angels, but you need to start asking for their help. You need to start stop doing what you're doing and because you're making your life harder and he was bloody right he was so so spot on and like I say I think with my immaturity and my stubbornness that I wasn't stepping into my power as I should have been I was letting um, someone else's mess control my life um, and that isn't good that isn't good you know when you're in a relationship um you know, and you're taking on everyone, well, that person's, all that person's problems, 
And because you're a light worker and a nice person, you want to try and change them, make their life better at the expense of your own. And sometimes, guys, you just can't flip and do it. Because this situation, actually, when I look back on it, and many others in this life, has made me ill. Not only has it made me ill mentally, emotionally, and knackering physically, but it, it's it, it made me ill having to sit in that low vibrational stuff. And because I'm sensitive as a light worker, you know, it it's knackering. It really, you know, it's really draining to be around that low vibrational stuff all the time. So he said to me, you know, you need to start asking them. So I said, okay. And basically, um, then he said to me, I'd finished the haircut and he said, that's lovely, thank you. And he said uh, he, he paid his money and he said, remember, Susie. And I said, what? He looked at me and, guys, this is his exact words. And the way he did it, he picked up his rucksack. He said, remember, we always carry bags. He put it on his shoulder. He winked at me and he walked out the shop. Now, I was dumbstruck. I was so pleased no one else had come in the shop either, but they weren't meant to. They weren't meant to. And I was dumbstruck. I was like, oh, my Lord, I can't believe that's just happened. It was like pinching yourself, you know. And the fact he picked his bag up and was just said, we always carry bags and winked at me. I couldn't believe it. I honestly couldn't believe it. And I kept saying to him, oh, I'll see him again. He'll be back in, you know. I mean, I'd never seen him before that day anyway. And you won't be surprised to hear, obviously, I never saw him again after that day. I never did. But I tell you one thing, I was crying inside with joy because I knew at that point that he had made me realise what I'd been doing. And he made me realise that I was loved by light beings and they were there to to help me but because of my stubbornness and my I do believe I was immature that I hadn't asked to work with them but after that time I've really started working with them um and I would tell you another angel story which happened in Ibiza now I love Ibiza Whenever I go to Spain in general, um, I call Spain and the Balearics or Ibiza really, which is the Balearic Island, one of the Balearic Islands off, off the coast of Spain, um, Angel Islands. I call it an, Ibiza and Angel Island because the energy there. Uh, is amazing and, and when I was there with a friend of mine um, we went over there for her her birthday I had one of the most amazing excuse me experiences I've ever had angelic wise now I'm actually writing about this at the moment this story because it's an amazing story and I want obviously to share it with everyone but it doesn't matter if I'm going to tell you on my podcast today I'd like to share it with you as I'm talking about angel stories it's irrelevant obviously so we'd gone over there for her birthday and we were staying in the Sant Antonio Bay away from all the do you know what I mean the 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 noisiness of San Antonio and a beautiful place. The weather's amazing. Um, and if any of you know me, I love angel clouds, for one. I'm always looking for angel clouds wherever I go. It's like I have an obsession with them. I mean, it's like this week. If you saw on my social last week, yeah, last week on my social media, I walked out my front door, my door, I took the dog Zeus for a walk, come back, and there was a feather cloud. And it looks just like a feather. And I had feathers at my door and everything. But I'm always looking at the clouds because you get 
as far as I'm concerned, you get signs in the clouds as well. And if an angel's been there, then you've got a shape of an, you know, an angel cloud, as I call them. Well, I see so many in Spain. It's un unbelievable. In mainland Spain, this is as well, because one of my best friends lives there. Well, I've seen the uh, same in, um, but it's the same in Ibiza. Well, anyway, we, we went on this holiday and we were going, I'd had this godly voice. It's quite a strong voice started coming through to me and I knew it was angelic. I mean, you know, I've been working with spirit all my life and I, I know it sounds kind of weird, but I couldn't kind of make out who he was at the time. Um, but the thing is with me, I'm a bit stupid. I don't always ask who this is because I trust the energy that comes with it because it's the it's of the light and it is a godly energy obviously because the archangels all the angels are god's messengers they derive from god they sit with him and all the rest of it so i had this so strong energy with me and it, he was with me he he was definitely the the male side of of um of of the, the the angelic realm um i mean they say that angels don't have gender but i mean it's a bit hard to um say that archangel michael isn't isn't more masculine obviously than the feminine and they say gabriel was more feminine than masculine you know where i'm going with that um but angels don't have genitalia apparently but anyway he um aa michael he's definitely obviously more masculine than feminine so he had been coming through to me this particular day on the island and i he was coming through very very clear and we were we were going into the um into the old into the like main strip of san antonio we went out for a summit to eat and he was talking to me the whole time and I was like, oh, I'm loving this. You know, I've got, I'm having attention, you know. And because, just let me say, Spirit had said to me before I went to Ibiza, a miracle was going to happen to me. Like something really amazing was going to happen to me. But that was, they told me that about 10 months before because we, bo we booked the, um, we booked the holiday about, I don't know, nearly a year before, you know, so everyone could pay in the pot and all that. So anyway, I'd forgotten this, and that's the truth. I haven't really kept that. What spirit tell me? You know, life's busy. I didn't, I kind of forgot that they they had said something magical was going to happen. Anyway, with this angel, which I knew to be Archangel Michael, um, he was talking to me he was telling me actually what to do and he he said there was this girl she's very very drunk and he said to me go over talk to her and get her home so that's what I did her friends she couldn't find her friends and he says she needs to get home so I called a taxi got her in the taxi and sent her off he said that's your, he, he's fun yeah I'm sorry but Archangel Michael does have a sense of humor some people might say no but he has got quite a sense of humour with me. And I know other people that he has a sense of humour with. Well, anyway, he said kind of thing, that's your good deed for the day. I'm like, oh, thank you, you know. Well, anyway, we'd gone out for the night and uh, it wasn't a mad night. We would, we actually just went and sat at like a taverna and just sat around talking and having a bit of a laugh. And it wasn't a mad one. You don't have to have a mad time in Ibiza clubs and all that if you don't want to. So anyway, that night we headed back to the hotel and I still obviously felt his presence with me. It hadn't left me all evening and most of the day. So I went back in, said goodnight to everyone. I was tired and I went back into the room and um, I just like obviously got into my nightwear, got my clothes off because it was hot and just kind of led on the bed. And then he started kind of talking to me and he was kind of saying, you know, this is your time now um, to move forward with your your angel work. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, 
you know, I've kind of been hoping and waiting this day would come for me. So I felt connected because um, sometimes for me, I don't know if I blocked myself or just the fact that it just didn't seem to happen. And when I kind of stopped being impatient for it to happen, it came. And sometimes I think, guys, if you're like impatient and you're like, why isn't this happening? You know, da, 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 da. And you keep concentrating on that. It's like it acts as a block. So basically, I stopped thinking about it in that way and relaxed about it. And since then, I mean, this is about five years ago now, it's been abundant that I'm one-on-one -on -one with the angels, and especially A.A. Michael, Gabriel, um, and there is others, that, uh, especially Raphael, that I've worked with. So anyway, I'd gone back to my room and I just led on the bed and all of a sudden I could feel this green light bright green light healing light coming in to my third eye and it was weird because I felt I was totally awake but I couldn't move I felt like I was rooted to the spot of the bed and then all of a sudden this sounds this sounds rather bizarre but I promise you it's true totally true um I had then the divine light and it came in from the ceiling above and it funneled down. So it was wide. The light was wide, a lot wider at the top, guys. And it funneled down into my belly button, into like my solar plexus. And it had like a green hue within the whiteness. So it's a, but it was bright and it came down and I was like, oh, my Lord, I couldn't move. I couldn't move. I had my arms down by the side of me. Um, honestly, I wasn't on any narcotics or anything, guys, if you've been before you're thinking that um, or drunk. Yes, I'd had a drink, but I was not drunk or anything like that. And. It was all this healing light coming into my third eye and my solar plexus. And I mean, I have uh, <clears throat> a few years before that, I had a lot of problems within my um, body, I shall say, without going too into depth and too personal with stuff that, you, you know, I, I don't need to share with you really because it's just woman stuff, okay? Well, this divine light was amazing and it was healing it was definitely healing it was all coming in I couldn't move from the bed and then the next minute I looked up and there was cherubs straight up cherubs all going round there was three of them and they were all circling round and looking down at me and radiating this bright divine light down through this funnel into my solar plexus I promise you I wasn't scared at this point the green light into my third eye had kind of felt like dissipated if you know what that means it had kind of just faded away and I couldn't believe what I was seeing at that time. I, I, don't get me wrong, I wasn't scared. It was beautiful. And the peace I felt within this, I felt at peace. I really, really did feel at peace. I didn't feel scared. I mean, the cherubs were beautiful. Seriously, beautiful. And they were smiling at me and they were sending me all this love. And I was kind of, I felt overwhelmed, if anything. I really did feel overwhelmed in, in a sense and I couldn't move I couldn't move I couldn't have lifted my arm up even if I'd wanted to um I was rooted to that bed and I was having this healing this intense tense healing and love it was all flowing to me and love was coming through and the cherubs were definitely giving that the only thing I can't say to you is I don't know how long this went on for I don't know. I can't I can't um give a, a time span for that. Um I don't know, it didn't feel like forever, but then it didn't feel like a minute. It felt do you know what I mean? And I was just like in awe of what was going on and I know it sounds stupid, but 
I was like taking in every detail of like what the cherubs and I was like look like looking at everything. Um, they look kind of naked, but I couldn't see anything like that. You know, genitalia, because obviously I don't I don't know if cherubs do have genitalia. But all I'm trying to say is I was seeing like flowers around the, their heads, um, and and then as this kind of they were they were going round and I was looking, there was a lot of um I don't know, it's like stars and everything was really glittery, like so glittery. Um it was just crazy. Uh, I was so amazed by it, which I think anyone would be. And then it kind of started to happen like it did with my third eye, but with, with, you know, like the green um, energy I was getting, healing energy, it just f started to fade, you know? It just gently kind of fades, fades away. It's, it's, it's not like... Um, someone just goes bump that's it it just gently fades and when it had gone I felt knackered I really did feel tired and I was like wiped I felt like I'd been wiped out but in a different sense of not the of not running a marathon but I just felt what I don't know it's a weird combination of feeling wired what just flipping happen to oh my god I feel that everything's changed within me do you know what I mean and intense healing and I think because I'd had such an intense healing session that that's what was wiping me that's what was making me feel wiped you know because of the amount of healing I'd had well I, I think pretty much after that I fell asleep and I remember waking up in the morning and the weird thing was I never sleep on my back ever. I'm always like fetal position. Well, I was on my back when I woke up and I hadn't moved and I had a good sleep. And I, I just like opened my eyes and my brain obviously switched on straight away. And I was like, that happened last night. I know it happened. You know, and I was, uh, and I was like, it happened. I know it did. I know what I saw. I know what I experienced, and I know what I felt. And I never told anyone about that story, you know, because not at that time I didn't. No, I did. I didn't. Didn't tell tell anyone. The people I was with, it wasn't. They're not the type of people I could just come out and say stuff like that to. You know, you have friends you could just come out and say stuff. The people I was with, no, I couldn't say that to because they wouldn't get it. They really wouldn't get it. I mean, there's some of you out there might think not get this either. Um, but I think people that work with angels regularly would get that. And I really, really had an intense show of love from the angelic realm, from the archangels. And... Um, within healing um, and I tell you I've had so much healing on this plane since I've been here uh, in the last probably I would say between five to eight years I've had so much healing from the angelic realms and from um, a gentleman called Reverend Christopher Macklin um, who did an amazing job as well but that was just an amazing angel experience as well. Um, another angel experience I've had, um, but this was... So I've seen angels as, as normal human beings carrying bags, rucksacks. They always have rucksacks. And they always come to my aid in some way. And it's, well, twice in the Halifax. <laughs> Once in the shop where I worked... And um, in my hotel room in Ibiza, um, I also had another angel experience when I had a major operation. I nearly died. I'm not going to go into that too much because we don't need to talk about that because it's just, you know, not nice, is it? Um, but I'd had, it was bad anyway. And um, 
I said to the doctor, I need to get home and convalesce. I don't want to stay here. And he was like, you're more than welcome to go home if you want. I said, yes. So I went home and I got in my own bed. And the same thing happened, actually. I had intense healing by Angel Raphael. Um, and it was so weird because I heard Archangel Raphael come, but not down. Um I heard them come in the room um, and it was weird because it was like um, like the tunic was rubbing against the side of my bed. That's how it felt. And I just started getting all this green light again. And it was hilarious because Zeus knew that um, someone was there and he started sniffing them. <laughs> and it was so funny. I couldn't laugh at the time, guys. I was... Not very well, but um, when I look back on it, it was just trying to sniff him because he sees spirit as well. And that's how I know he was meant to be with me because, well, I think a lot of animals see spirit, but he really does. He knows when they're around and when they're not. And uh, it's kind of funny. Um, and that was another experience, which is quite a quick one, but it, it was definitely experience. And the other experience is I've had so many over my life, to be honest. I had a godly voice tell me when I was about 21, you need to move round because there's a car going to come around the corner really quickly and it's going to hit you unless you steer into this road. So I literally went on the other side of the road and went into like uh, the road junction and that car did come around that corner and it, it if I hadn't done that, it would have hit me. So, you know, they've always been with me and they've always been guiding me. Um, but that was definitely a time when that saved my life. Uh, I had a really bad car accident about 10 years ago now, 11 years ago, and um, the angel came in, my guardian angel came in with me, as in I heard him. He told me how to manage the crash. I had my, he told me to put my seatbelt on. I wasn't wearing my seatbelt about 10 minutes less than that before the crash. And he came in and I, he came in, he said to me, put your seatbelt on. I said, okay, I always listen, guys. I never question, never question. So I put my seatbelt on. I was running late and he didn't tell me, obviously I was going to crash because he, because he wouldn't have wanted to scare me. Um, but he came in and he told me I'd handle the crash. I was heading head on into a field on off a sharp bend and he told me how to handle it. And with his expertise of telling me what to do, yes, I rolled the car, but two, I survived. And I am the big, it was down to my guardian angel guys. If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have known what to do, but he told me exactly what to do. Do you know what? He even told me how to position my body in the car for less um, physical damage to my physical body. And he's quite right. Um, he was quite right to do so because I could have been thrown around like a rag doll. I kept my, my body taut and it did cost me uh, very little damage, really, although I did have a few back issues which are now mended. And... Um, I had neck problems, which I don't have anymore, thanks to Christopher Macklin as well. Um, but honestly, it saved my life. So, you know, that they are there for you. You just need to ask for their help. I want to tell you another story before I go. Now, this will make you chuckle because I was in a pub and I was drinking. Um, there again, not getting absolutely wasted, guys. I am an adult, but I was out on a night socially and we were in a bar and we were we were just having a few um, and having fun. I was with two people that I know well and I was just having having fun. Well, the lady that we'd just come in, we sat down speaking to her and she was pretty drunk. She'd probably been there all afternoon and uh, a cut a long story short, a it was like beam me up, Scotty. I'm not joking you. It was. It was. Um, but listen, amazing. The next minute, I saw this door open from the ceiling. This <coughs> white light. I'm not joking. I mean, bright, bright light. I mean, it, divine light is bright. 
I mean, you could have specs on its sunglasses, like dark sunglasses. It is so flipping bright, divine light. It's amazing. Anyway, it was like being me up, Scotty. This door opened in the ceiling of this bar in Scotland. Um, and I'm like, what the heck's going on here? Yeah, remember I've had a few people, but I'm not bleezing, as they say in Scotland. I'm not wrecked. I'm not very drunk. I'm maybe a bit tipsy, okay? So this door's open. My friend's not seeing this. The what she sat right next to me and she's looking at it. She's she can't see. But obviously me, I see everything like that. I'm very sensitive to anything. Any any changing in my environment, any anybody walks in, I know about it. And anyone does that's sensitive and works within the spirit world. Um, like I do, and hears and sees spirit, like I do. Anyway. So this door had opened. I thought, what the heck's this? Like, flipping beam me up, Scotty. I honestly thought that as well. Um, and with that, this beautiful, beautiful angel floated down. Now, I don't know if you know about angels. They say angels are actually gargoyling. Now, if you know what gar gargoyling means, that's I love that word. It really rolls off the tongue. They're not particularly bonny. They're not particularly pretty angels, supposedly, but they kind of, when they come to you, they come to you how you want to see them. And that's either physical or non-physical, because obviously this, this, this beautiful guy floating down, because he was more male, he looked male, and he was, he floated down. And I, I was just my my jaw was on the floor. My my friend next to me speaking to speaking to my other friend that's rather drunk, and I'm just gobsmacked. Seriously, my jaw's on the floor. And uh, this beautiful soul, he comes over to me. He walks towards me. I have a table in in between me and him. He walks towards me, and all I'm looking at is this bright light that he's still beaming kind of out of him and the feathers man the beautiful white feathers and how they high they go up past his shoulders because he had the whole works guys you know uh he had the whole thing and I'm there like you know you feel like and I should I I should really I'm never I should really I'm never really surprised by anything I see in life because what I see, experience, isn't magical, amazing. And I was just like, I am, at this point, looking at him, he was beautiful. I mean, he was beautiful. I mean, I wouldn't say a man is beautiful because he was, like I say, more masculine than feminine. I wouldn't say that about man. You say, oh, he's handsome. This man, this angel who was perceiving himself to me as more male was the most serene, beautiful thing I think I've ever seen, even more than the cherubs. But I did see him before the cherubs. The cherubs were cute, mind. <laughs> um, so he walks towards me and I'm looking at these feathers thinking, the fe I mean, they're that white as well. They're like really fluffy. I could see fluffy white feathers because I was studying him, you know, like where his arms were. Um, I was trying to look like the feathers underneath, you know, and they got a bit darker in places. It, it, he was just stunning. That's all I can say to you. So my mouth's on the on the jaw a little bit, but I'm speaking to him telepathically, and he actually said to me, "My name's Nathaniel," and I said hello, and he said to me, "Your friend is very drunk," and I said yes. He said I'm going to make sure make sure she's okay and I said oh okay well at this point I'm having this telepathic conversation with him my friend the one on the corner of the table rectangular table my friend's next to me and the the, the drunk friend on, on the corner of the rectangular table gets up well she goes to fall and he catches her with his arms not his, not his, not his wings, not his wings, did he? Because I feel he had wings and he had arms, you know? 
So he caught her. But then what he did, he enshrouded her with his wings. So he stood in front of me and he enshrouded his wings around her. It, honestly, it was absolutely stunning. And I looked at him and I just said, thank you. Because if he hadn't caught her, she would have fallen because I wasn't in a position to catch her, nor was my friend because we were too far away. And we were not only that, we were on high stools at this rectangular end bit of the bar. So he looked at me, very straight-faced. I'm not, but I'm not saying he was grumpy or anything like that, but just very straight-laced. Well, then when he had her in his wings... He then started to fade and dissipate again. And I was thought I was just blown away. I really, really was blown away. Well, after that, I thought, oh, I've got to take this girl home. So I said to Fuzzy, I'm gonna I'm just gonna take her home. Um and I did. Um and Spirit said, no, do that. So I walked her home because she lived up my end of the town uh, where where we lived in Scotland and I took her home and, and then there was even more funny things went on in her flat that night. But um, it wasn't, it was Spirit, not Archangel Encounters, you know, but that's another story. But yeah, I just wanted to share with you some of my angel encounters. I didn't know I was going to be talking about that today. And sometimes that's good. I like to channel and give the angels the, the upper hand on me sometimes to channel me with what they want me to, to, to say. Um, I just knew they said to me, look, you've got time, do your podcast. And I always enjoy it. Always, I can talk for England anyway. You probably get that about me. Um, but all I will say is, you know, once you start working with your angels there, you know, be open to magic, to miracles, magic, and, you know, be open to them and ask. I mean, a lot of people, they're like, oh, what do I do? What do I do? Just ask. Say, I ask you, guardian angel. I ask you to work with me, to help me in my life. Just as simple as that and say, amen, and so it is. You know, that's what you have to say. And if you you don't, you know, you're not sure of what their name is. I mean, I, always, I sat in a room quietly, pen and paper, and asked his name. Daniel was mine. Um, and he actually said to me, um, I said, Daniel, you're the messenger. And he said, well, there is more than one. And we did laugh about it. But he's helped me for over 20, 25 years. My guardian angel. Um, I mean, I have spirit guides as well. My father being one of them. But, you know, the the possibilities are endless, my darling people. And, um, you know, whether, you know, people believe or not, that is once you do open yourself to the possibility of the angel realms that you know the possibilities are endless they really really are um but i hope you've enjoyed some of my angel stories and my experiences and uh, i hope it inspires you to want to work with your angels and your guardian angels um, and like I say, time's got on. It's nearly an hour, would you believe? Uh, but thank you for joining me today. Much love to you all and uh, take care. Uh, wish you all the best and I will see you for a live show soon. Okay, my lovelies, take care. Bye bye.